from ice and bone, the wind carries on. The sands of time, the sun hath shone. For lush green leaves make shade at last. Till darkness comes to claim their past. Welcome, welcome, faithful listeners, to another bone-chilling episode of Tales of Bone and Ice, a D&D 5e actual play horror comedy podcast. Showing myself, Brian Sherwood, as the DM, and to my right... You do this every time. Every fucking time. You do this every time. It's not funny. (laughs) Don't make that face. (laughs) Who's to the right? It's me. Yeah. Same person every time. Hi, I'm Marilyn, and I play Maris, the... uh, Dragon. <laughs> Just the dragon. I forget what her color is. Is your character sheet open by any chance? It is. I d- okay, don't come at me. Hold on. Uh, <laughs> I play. Hi, I'm Marilyn and I play a metallic. That doesn't. Yeah, yeah. Am I? Okay. Yep. Hi, I'm Marilyn and I play Maris Terrasat, the metallic dragonborn paladin, level five. Gold. Golden. Golden? Yep. Yeah. God fucking damn. Hi, I'm Marilyn. <laughs> <laughs> Marilyn Gold, <laughs> Dragon <laughs> Paladin. Marilyn Gold. For, for just for everybody at home, we haven't played in like four or five months. And it doesn't change how she introduces herself every time. <laughs> nope. It's this is perfect. Exactly what we've come to expect. Brian does the same thing where he thinks we know what right is on his computer. Okay. It's it's like a funny joke. Is it a funny joke? Hey, it's our goofs. It's the bits. Is it a good it's bit? We do it for the we bits. Do it, we do it for the fucking we bits. We do it for the bits. bits. Come on. Oh, she's always second. And then up next is, of course, fucking Kanda. 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 <laughs> Go on. I find that accent offensive, and I've never lived anywhere that sounds like it. Fucking gabagoo. I shouldn't say that with my character's terrible Eastern European accent, actually. <laughs> Hi, my name is Kandakor, and I play Condemned, the Goliath Fighter. Uh, or should I say the corpse, formerly known as a Goliath Fighter. <laughs> Spoilers. I died last episode. Well, I got stabbed last episode. I might survive. You could. And if not, I've been told that I will be kicked off because they found those tweets I made about how people who prefer the D4s with the four at like the bottom are cattle that need to be slaughtered. I hate that. I'm so triggered. I hate it when they do that. Like it'd be on the ass? See this D4 right here? Yeah. So it's got the point, right? That's where the number is. As God intended. Did you know that they make them? Where the number is on the bottom? Like in the middle? Yeah. Yeah. So you have to roll it and then you have to pick it up and be like... No, no, no. You roll it and then you read the number that would be in between these two numbers. 
So the number on the bottom, not the point, is the one that matters. You want me to do more math, D&D? Fuck <laughs> like yourself. Are you shitting me? So formerly corpse, I think no, you No, presently, your... presently near corpse. Not formerly. Corpse adjacent. I'm corpse adjacent, you know? Yeah. I'm, I'm in between life and death right now, and I'm not yeah. sure what the next career move is going to be. Like the Princess Bride. Yeah. Almost dead. Nearly dead. <laughs> mostly dead. Yeah, yeah, that's what they say. Mostly dead. All right, so now... now... It's Brian's turn. <laughs> yep. Who do you play? You're the GM. You have to go twice. Do you play Sukunkana, Kalistar Druid? I'm Sukunkana. <laughs> <laughs> yeah? Truly, bro. Wow. Yeah. Oh, man. Tell me more, buddy. Uh, she's a uh, 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 sassy teenager mm-hmm. who cries a lot. Yep. Yeah? Okay. That's accurate. Um, hi, I'm Grimhilda, and I don't play Sukunkana, Kalistar Druid. Um, I do play the victim. <laughs> That's all I have to say. God damn it. Uh, God, I missed us. <laughs> that got me good. The best part about that is I often don't play the victim. I often play the perpetrator of a crime. <laughs> you often play the criminal. Yeah, you're usually the one setting fire. Yeah. <laughs> All right, are y'all ready yeah. for the first recap roll of 2023? I got 16. Beat those odds. 18. <laughs> 18. Oh, who got the 16? No way, I rolled so good. They both rolled 18. I don't remember what we did. <laughs> the odds were beat. They cheated. <laughs> way to dice. I don't know. Uh, we did a trial. Uh, we talked to people. Condemned nope. made people cry. What do you mean, no? That was the that was the episode before that there, one. There wasn't a trial. Well, then what the hell did we do last time? Do you want my notes? You fought. There was no trial no it's no trial it was interrogation we're extrajudicial yeah. okay well uh after that we took a boat into space we sang <laughs> merry songs mickey mouse was there oh did somebody say the door of darkness now we're sued uh, <laughs> uh and then sukunkana got norded nord vpn uh yeah nord vpn Please sponsor us she presents as being from australia now <laughs> uh so she can watch new episodes of bluey and then condemned got stabbed in the ass <laughs> The end. That's what happened. Okay, my turn. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know what you expected from me. I mean, about that, honestly. A fight takes place between the gang and Julie's monstrous form. Connie loses control and kills Julie, promptly running away after. Sukunkana remembers her bad dream after connecting to Julie's dead soul. Maris lies to her brother about what happened to Julie, and Connie has officially run away from town. Morum doing Grim chased after, condemned, convincing him to return to town with them. Sort of. Maris found a black crystal that fell out of Julie's corpse, and Kale attacked Connie, and Connie unfell unconscious. And you know what? I still think Maris is right to lie. <laughs> I still think I'm right. I think it was the right move, and I'm just going to stand by that. I don't think that makes them a bad person. I think you should listen to that moment again, and you might have a different opinion. No, I'm going to stay in this headspace. <laughs> I think the fact that you then chastised Connie for you lying... <laughs> for him <laughs> might be a stronger moral condemnation than anything we're gonna oh i'm sorry <laughs> i'm cleaning up y'all's messes what's the dream that i remembered you remembered when your when your psychic mom was you made remembered you. when maha turned into a big monster and, oh, and stuff i forgot about that 
multiple times. <laughs> yeah. Like, I only had half an hour to listen to this, and certainly not the rest of the week. <laughs> I certainly didn't have any time. I was busy with sleeping and racing ducks. Hard out here to be a goblin. It's a lot, man. All right, we're half an hour into the record. Should we actually do something? No. <laughs> oh. All right. Allow me a moment to set the scene. Sukunkana and Maris, you just watched Kale materialize and stab Connie in his lower right back with a blade made of bone. He almost instinctively rejected the damage that was put upon him, but instead he allowed himself to go unconscious because of the justice that he believed he was being dealt. Kale is currently straddled Connie, knife poised to stab as he lays unconscious, bleeding into the dirt. What we're going to do for this very fast moment is that all three parties involved are going to roll initiative really quick just to see who gets to do what first. I got a 12. Seven. So you watch as Kale's blade plunges into Connie's back. She takes it and she pulls it down, causing a big gash along his spine. So that's two death save, two failed death saves. And Connie, roll me a death save. Ooh. Oh my god. What dice should I use for my death save? <laughs> Do you have like a red one though that's bloody? Don't you have ones that are made out of bones? Was that you? Unfortunately, I don't, no. That was Nightmare. Ah, darn. I do have a red one, though, so I'll take Marilyn's suggestion. Mm. No, red is blood. No, red is blood. Is that good or bad? Nine. <laughs> for those keeping track at home, Oops. that is below a ten. That's three failed saves. Oopsies. Man, it was great to know you. Uh, get out of my call. Yeah. <laughs> and where's the replacement, please? Somebody's yeah. I'll be I'll be along by to kill you in real life. But as you know, if you die in the game, you die in real life, and I am going to keep to that. Fair. My only protection is how reluctant you are to leave the house at all times. It's true. I'm just a, I'm just a simple shut in. <laughs> I am uncomfortably prepared for this. <laughs> For killing Candor? Yeah. Oh, fuck. If you'll allow me a moment of uninterrupted monologuing. Okay. <laughs> Let me mute myself. As you feel the knife plunge into your body, you feel a creeping coldness, painful, itchy, and suddenly nothing. You don't experience a grand magical moment. You don't feel a spirit coming to talk to you about how this is your last chance to prove yourself. Your vision is overcome with darkness and incomprehensibly not even that. A painful nothingness and erupting from a place beyond your dying memories, a faraway spark within yourself is excruciatingly extinguished. As the very last experience you ever have, you feel empty and then nothing. Nothing. Thank you.
For real? Yep. Oh my god. My heart is beating like a motherfucker. <laughs> this is so, he actually left. This is so fucked up. I used to, do you miss him? Are you sad? I'm worried that we're going to do some bad shit without him. Because me and you are pretty unhinged. Oh, yeah, for sure. I'm on a note, though. Like, an interesting character choice that I, I've talked about this with Chell briefly is that I don't think Sukun kind of ever fully, like, trusted, condemned since, like, he told his his backstory. Oh. Because, like, the second that he, you know, did this a second time, she was, like, out for blood immediately. She was like, this is not the first time he's done this. Right. Like, he's, you know, he said he wouldn't. He said he was better, and then he did it again, and she was immediately like i'm turning on this fucker right now yeah ready to kill yeah because she was like she was ready to take him down and she was ready to hunt him down and bring him to justice if he didn't come back because like it came to the point where it's like yeah okay he did this thing he's been working on trying to be better than than he was and then he does the same thing again so she was like i can't i can't do it i can't trust him he did this once so what if he does it a third time you're right fuck that guy you know all right so still keeping within the emotional moment uh, Maris, you got the highest number in initiative next. No, I got seven. Grim got 12. No, I thought you got 16. <gasps> no, Grim. I, no, I got seven. How much did Kale get? They got 18. Fuck. Okay, well, first things first, I'm going to cast Hold Person on Julie. Yep. It's not Julie, it's Kale. Kale's one that stabbed him. Is Julie dead? Oh, that's right, yeah. Okay, so Kale. I'm going to cast Hold Person on the corpse. <laughs> yeah, uh- hold, hold Person on Kale. Do you have a cool dope word for hold person? No, I don't have a cool word for hold person, unfortunately. Fuck. I couldn't think of a good Okay. Good one to one. Uh you cast hold person on Kale and uh as you do so, she she freezes up and her her back arches up and she looks like she was about to leap at the two of you with her blade next. Mhm. Okay, but hold person worked? Hold person worked. Okay. Maris, you have an opportunity to do something if you wish. Oh, God, I'm trying to think. What would Maris do? I don't know. Hold on. I forgot what spells I have. <laughs> Sword. <laughs> you could non-lethally knock her out. Yeah, that's exactly. Uh, I mean, or like, would she murder, though? Would she just murder again? Mm, that's a good question, actually. She is one of your own. Like, this is like your home village. And that might bias her towards not killing this person. Oh, but I was trying to kind of fuck her over anyway and get her like arrested and condemned as your boy yeah i'm going to not hold back and we're gonna let go and let god no gods no kings let's go (laughs) just me and i'm going to uh hit them with my great sword i don't know if i would do searing smite as well no i think i'm just gonna hit them with my great sword uh that's only a 10 advantage oh 15 (laughs) no wait no eight (laughs) nine ten eleven twelve thirteen fourteen 14 is enough. They are just a random... They're just a regular teenager. <laughs> They're just like a whoever. Yeah, do... <laughs> what's your... Do your damage. 2d6 plus 5. So 6 plus 6 is 12. Plus 5 is 17. God damn. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. So uh, you watch... The scene plays out and you watch your friend condemned die from this woman's knife. You watch Sukunkana hold her in place, and you use this opportunity, and you run up with your with your blade like a baseball bat and a t-ball. Shoomp! With a disgusting, sickening thud, her head lands dully in the ground. Rolls off. You can see the blood trickle into the sand. So, uh, once again, you are alone at the crime scene with Sukunkana, 
This all happened very fast. There was almost no noise. I feel like after a bit of like stunned silence, Sukunkan is going to turn to Maris and say, I didn't hold her so you could kill her. What the hell is wrong with you? She was coming at us. She was held. She was helpless. I held her with magic. She couldn't move. You could have knocked her out easily. She killed- Yeah, there's no good argument for this. She killed Condemned. So killing her makes it right? Well, she clearly is unhinged. He committed a crime. He killed her friend in front of him. He is the bad person in this situation. And now, so are you. And who else was she going to kill after this? She was lost. She was gone. Just like Julie was. She was lost. And that's why we were supposed to knock her out and bring her to her people and explain the situation. And then she could get help and we could leave because clearly we've done more harm here than good. Not that that useless brother of yours would probably manage anything anyway. Okay, chill out. What? Is, has he done anything useful other than simper under the weight of you existing? He didn't even, like, I didn't even know. I didn't even know that this was here. This, this Yeah, is... exactly. And that's not your fault. It's his fault for pretending that he's for some reason less than you are just because you showed up. I don't, I don't know. Well, we have to figure this out. What are we going to do? She killed. She killed. Condemned. She had to pay for her sins. You were gonna. You were gonna kill. Condemned yourself. No. Condemned was coming back to get justice by whatever the people here wanted. That's what he wanted. And you know what? I think that he was fine with getting killed by this girl too. What matters here is, is that she didn't need to die. Fuck. That was unnecessary and uncalled for. I know. Fuck. You should go find your brother and bring him here. We need to talk to him. And I think we should tell him the truth. And then probably leave tomorrow. Yeah, I think you're right. So I'll do that. I'll go off and get what's his face. <laughs> Merth. Yeah, what's that brother's name of yours again? Merth. That you just met? Merth. Murph. Merth. Marth. Mirth. Murph. Murphy. Mirth. Go find Murphy and bring him here for this very serious discussion we're about to have. Yeah, I'll go get Meowth. Go get go get Meowth. I'll go get Meowth. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so, you leave the room. And on your way out, you see Moram do in the other room. And she says, Maris, you look awful. What happened in there? Condemned fucked up, and then Kale fucked up, and then I fucked up. This place is fucking us up. Should I go talk to Sukunkana? Yeah, I have to go get my brother. And then she heads into the crime scene, and... You head out through the front door. As you do, um, your brother is sort of heading into one of the tents that he, uh, he he must live there. I thought we were in the tent that was his house. I thought we were outside. <laughs> oh, I thought yeah, we were in right. his tent. That's where we were doing all of the, You're the in stuff. The tent. In that case, you step outside and he's standing outside. How did I remember that, but I didn't remember anything else? You can't remember a goddamn thing. I didn't remember anything else when I remember it's like no we're in his house right yeah. now <laughs> we kill people <laughs> in his home uh, so he's standing outside and he's like hey um what's everything okay Every, um did you find your friend there's been I've I've done a little bit of lying to you and we're going to be leaving soon but I wanted you to know that condemned is dead Kale is dead and I think it's I think we're gonna leave now 
You, you just got- I know, I'm sorry. This isn't for me. This place, I can't. I can't do it. I thought it's what I wanted. I wanted to believe that you were one of us. Because this is where you came from. But I was clearly mistaken. And since you guys got here, things weren't going well, I don't think, when I was in charge. But they weren't like this. Could this be an isolated incident and it's just a freak coincidence? Sure, but I can't. I can't take that risk. You lost someone. You have the right, because of our society, that you get one day of mourning, if you so decide to take it. But after that, I never want to see you here again. I wish... I wish things could have been different. No, I believe they were, and I was wrong, and you proved that. I didn't come here for you, okay? We came here, we were trying to help, and things got fucked up. So we're just, we're gonna, I have to go. My friend is dead. It was one of your people that did that. So figure your shit out. Fine. And then he leaves and he goes into a random tent. So Moramdu walks into the room and sees Sukunkana standing there. What is Sukunkana doing in this short interval? Uh, She is, despite her six strengths, trying to politely lay out the bodies next to each other. So they look less awful. Athletics check, please. I didn't say she was doing it very well. (laughs) And she'd only been about 20 seconds. I don't think she got very far. That's true. You know what? That's true. All right. So as as you're trying to ineffectually move around these bodies, you can move Kale off of Condemned, and that's okay. And you can't lift her, but you can roll her off of him. But when it comes to Condemned, uh, she kneels down next to you and tries to help roll him onto his back. And she also can't. He is so fucking heavy. Sukukana stands up. She's like, okay, wait. And she she pushes uh, Moramdu back and she uses mold earth (laughs) to move everybody around. All right. Uh, So using magic, you roll these two onto their backs in a more dignified position. Yeah, and puts their hands on their tummies and puts uh the decapitated head where it ought to be if it were not decapitated i forgot about that part <laughs> oh my God. closes everyone's eyes <laughs> i told him that i'd get him home and everything went so south so fast because i believed that i wasn't here to help any of these people i was here to help him get home well, who did you help? Nobody right now. What have you accomplished since you've been out here? Nothing. I've accomplished nothing. Then why are you here? Because this is what I'm supposed to do. I'm doing what I was trained to do my entire life. And I'm fucking it up. You were always so good, naturally, at all this magic stuff. And you can do things that nobody else has seen. It's like breathing to you. And to me, it's like I was dealt this bad, shitty genetic hand in that I'm supposed to be the one who has this, like, gift of flame broiling within me. But instead, I'm just this, this try-hard fuck-up who can't even get very far from where I was supposed to start 
because I got so lost immediately that I got turned around and you guys found me within, what, two days? I've been gone for... I don't even know. I can't keep track of time like you can. <sighs> I hate that I'm such a colossal waste of fucking space. And then she runs outside of the tent. Oh, are you running away again? If you follow her as she goes outside, she starts firing massive blasts of fire into the desert. As she's doing so, she's yelling and crying and screaming, and the sand turns into twisted black spirals of crystalline material. Sagun kind of marches over, um, and she puts out one finger, and she says, You calm down! <laughs> I, I, I have been calm my entire life. This is everything inside me. This is what I'm built for. I'm built for destruction. You're built for being a person. A person. You don't get what it means to be mom or me. You don't know what it means to be me either. Oh, sure. You sleep all day and oh, sure. you dream of going on adventures and stuff. Oh, sure. I dream about the world the way it was. I see all the beautiful things that I, that no one's ever seen. And I feel so lonely because of it. Great. You get to see all these wonderful things that nobody else even knows about. Oh, Oh, yeah. That's so nice. That's so good for me, isn't it? It's so good for me to cry and mourn for a place I've never actually been at. It's so sad that I had to go out there. I got kidnapped and tortured and forced to kill people. Did you know that? No, because you never asked, did you? I saw a mountain of corpses. Two, I think, actually. I was in a tent that was made out of skin. We murdered some man. Do you know that there are people out there stealing powers by eating other people? And memories? And for some reason, we're the only ones that know that because nobody else has figured it out. I don't know how. So here's what I've got to say. You are built to be a person and you have feelings and things are hard and nothing goes the way you think it's going to go because that's what being a person is. You didn't fail some crazy magical destiny you have. And I don't have a crazy magical destiny either. Because they don't exist. We are just people, and we are just trying to get by, and the world is crazy and chaotic, and I hate it, but it's the one that we have, so you need to get it together again, because look around you. Things are happening. I've seen this happen before. You're going to turn into that thing that Julie was, if you don't take it down a couple notches. As you finish, she looks into the sky and sees the stars and says hey that you're right and she you could f watch her shoulders relax and her fingers they they stop being on fire and she falls to her knees and she throws up and she stands up after throwing up and she says sorry i i just relaxed for what feels like the first time ever and apparently i was holding on to a lot I'm sorry that I didn't, I couldn't know. I wouldn't have asked. And frankly, I'm horrified that you told me, but it's, uh, it's important for me to know. We have to go home. So you can kind of hold your hand out. She reaches out and then sort of takes it back. Like she almost touches your hand, but she's afraid. She kind of snatches her hand. <laughs> I immediately see her start to cry. <laughs> like like scared, but also like comforted. You want some water? Yeah. 
Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So you can kind of <laughs> cast create or destroy water. Okay. And gives them both a good couple couple drinks of water. Mm-hmm. It also it makes a lot of water. On that note, ten gallons of clean water. That's a lot of water. <laughs> At the same time, yeah. she just kind of throws it up in the air and like, like you know what? I could use a little wash. Make <laughs> like a ton of mud. They kind of have a moment where I think like it's it's sort of <sighs> with some of the blood off, you know. In First Nations culture, a lot of the time, water and rain and and uh, rivers are are connected to healing. So she actually does just create and destroy, create some water and kind of washes over both of them to kind of like take away. Like they had some really strong feelings, but this is kind of like to allow the feelings to flow and to continue and go on in in a healthy way. No joke. If you like, this is for audience members. If you like have a really big cry, go wash your face with cold water. It's like the best thing ever. Crying in the shower is so therapeutic and it's for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Amen. Zagun kind of leads Moramdu back to uh, maybe not inside the tent, but a tent adjacent. Um, and she says, I thought you hated me. I wanted to apologize to you, but I never found a good time. And it drives me crazy that I have to work so hard to be even close to as talented as you are. I found another person like me. <sighs> that makes me feel better. <laughs> In sort of a like a shitty person way in that I'm glad you're not like the super special, magical only person who can do that stuff. Yeah, I thought that too, but it's actually more exciting that I'm not, isn't it? I think so too. Her name's Nakyu and she lives in Continuance. Mom told me about a few people. Like, like the same white hair kind of thing? Mm. Yeah, so that would be Jewel, who was the former construction leader and now she's now she's in charge she's in charge now and then she would be her younger sister yeah she found her in some dirt like me right, you keep and you, she can use magic like i can i'm teaching her whenever i visit yeah you said the word potato baby before i don't know what that means but. um a what the it's a kind of vegetable i'll grow one and i'll feed it to you i can however uh i found this bean that could turn me into a god um oh um good uh it's great um yeah we need 12 other gods so maybe you can become a god too i don't really know what it means okay i don't know if you've understood the conversation we just had but like the pressure's a lot for me especially the pressure of responsibility is kind of the thing that made me like (laughs) we'll talk about this later i still smell like throw up (laughs) um maris that would be about when you would see them sort of tent adjacent i would just kind of quietly and slowly walk up uh yeah so do you remember when mom used to like wake you try to wake you up super early and then you would just sort of like turn your fingernails and teeth into these yeah horrible scary things and just be like well we don't want to mess with her uh oh hey maris hi hey. i'm not sorry i yelled at you i'm so sorry i know i'm fucking up i can't stop fucking up i just i ruined things with my brother too that was the one family i had other than you and condemned we need to acknowledge that condemned did a fucked up thing was, he was so fucked up it was so fucked up why did he do that why did he do i don't that? know I, i'll never understand it we'll never know and you know what he told us they did it again i wanted to see the good and then all i saw was bad and kale and i shouldn't have i really fucked up this place fucked me up it's where you're from but it's not your home maybe that's why your grandpa left maybe it wasn't his home either Oh, God, that hurt. That hit. I don't know. Should I 
should I say anything to he said he said we get a day of mourning should I should we just I think should we just go well we can't leave now it's the middle of the night we'll leave in the morning if you want to say goodbye to anyone if I remember you should you should talk to Vec yeah my granddad's armor maker if he'll talk to you anyway well I mean he doesn't have to know also we always when people die they go down to the celestial staircase what do they do here? What are we going to do with Condemned? They burn them. I think he'd hate that. But... I think he'd love that, considering the first time we ever fought with him. I could set, I could set the gone. fire. <laughs> I think, no, maybe, that's, no maybe, maybe that'd be a little step too far. <laughs> How do you two laugh in situations like this? We don't have a choice. We are very uncomfortable people. <laughs> All right. We could bury him under the sand. Yeah. I can go real far. That's true. She digs a hole <laughs> with mold earth in a second. So you have to use it twice. <laughs> Otherwise, he's like... like. Well, no, she'd just dig it real, real deep. Oh, okay. <laughs> that would probably feel really weird to do, though, hey? Because like we've never, cause we can't cut through ice. Like We can't really bury people No. in the ice, can we? You don't bury people. Have we ever, like, buried corpses before? No, you don't bury or corpses. Or is this like a novel idea for us? I think you can kind of discuss the concept of graves before. <laughs> I think so, too. I mean, if you guys decide you want to bury him, yeah. Let's sleep on it. Let's make our own tents. Let's not ask the people for tents. That's a good call. <laughs> did we get the rest of our stuff out of that tent we did sleep in, though? We should get our stuff. Mm. Yeah, we should get that stuff. Yeah, what did Nightmare leave me? He left you a spear. Did he leave anything else? I can't remember. I think he left you some, like, like dirt or bones or something. No, I can't remember. I thought he left something for Condemned and for... Maris. I don't I didn't write it down. Uh you you got a you, it should be in your uh inventory. It was a spear, a trident of lightning. That's what it was. Nice. Oh. It's pretty dope. It's pretty dope. It does sound dope. Well, let's just say we collect our stuff and then make our own tent. <laughs> Go to sleep in it. Okay. And uh your your sister does try her best to grab as much of the stuff that she remembers that's yours from Condemn's bag. Yeah, Sukun kind of actually is going to ask that she bring out the pouch with the little pieces of metal in it. Yeah, um, for sure. Uh, I think that was on him. So I'll, I'll get it. And also, like, pragmatically, Sukun kind of is like, what would what would Condemned want? He'd want us to take advantage of all of his belongings to the fullest extent. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Also, all of his rations. 100%. Yep, all of his rations. Uh, anything that's potentially useful, because this is what Condemned would want. <laughs> yeah. Like, if he has socks, I'm taking them. Okay, so let's see. So you're t- he's got a potion of healing. Oh, yeah. He's got some rations. Yeah, definitely that. He's got a torch of water skin. He's got that ring that he saved Sukunkana with. Oh, yeah, stone ring. Okay. Yeah, well, do you take that for sure? Bones, femur, and teeth. That's really heavy, but that would be useful. Right, bones. His javelins, his dagger, his heavy-ass chainmail. No. I don't think the chainmail would be... That would be more of a problem for you guys. It would be. Yeah. Yes. I'm already of disadvantage on stealth. And his sentinel shield. Definitely the shield. Definitely the ring. Mm-hmm. The the potions. And the the bone. I think I can carry the bones probably. What do we need the bones for? Because it was part of our first quest. Or wait, or did we already do that where we don't actually We already need did the bones? that. I don't think we need the bones anymore. And I think he's got like one use left of the massage better butter. Oh yeah. Oh okay. Uh, Maris definitely tears up when they see that, for sure. Massage butter. Oh <laughs> it smells so bad. <laughs> ah. Yeah. 
Okay, I'm going to add the potion and the ring to my inventory. Um, Maris uses a two-handed weapon, so she can't use the she can't use the shield at the same time. But we might be able to sell it or give it to someone. You can also use it cuz you we druids can use shields. Oh yeah, I can, can't I? All right, I'll grab the shield. It's called it's, a it's a heavy burden. Shield. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose that I'll do this. It's a heavy burden mm-hmm. because she doesn't have anyone there to protect her anymore. Oh man, that's metaphorical. Yeah. Oh man. Whenever we're doing um condemns, you know, goodbyes, death thing, when we're either burying him or burning him, whichever one we choose, Maris is definitely gonna sing in the arms of the beholder. <laughs> <laughs> Let me just do a it's a, that's a nineteen plus two, so I think I think she sings it pretty good. <laughs> rest out of this i was i was just about to say you guys get a long rest okay and considering what you went through nobody bothers you also you're standing in town right now is not great yeah i know that's why i'm like that's what i was thinking i was like fuck like yeah i don't know how to talk maris for my charisma being so high i really don't know how to talk to people (laughs) like like as maris as just in general actually <laughs> just to people like i'm very charismatic but i don't know yeah <laughs> which kind of actually- charming as long as no one talks yeah. to you <laughs> so you are not disturbed through your sleep you all sleep till about midday and then when you awake they have basically prepared the funeral proceeding for your friend is there going to be one for kale as well yep and... I don't think we're invited to that. <laughs> no, I think out of respect, we wouldn't go. They want to do your thing first, probably to, uh, you can guess from your passive insights and stuff, to get you out of town faster. Is there going to be a chance for me to talk to my brother again and or just leave him a note if he doesn't want to? Every time that you look in his direction, he looks elsewhere. Do we have writing? Is it possible for me to leave him a note? Yes, you can make some, you can write up some parchment. I still think your brother's a fuck. <laughs> I hate him. I do too, but we need some, like, we need to feel okay with him. I don't. And so I'm going to at least just, like, write a note. You need to, Maris needs to feel good with him. <laughs> I'll I'll text you what I write him. I already wrote it out, but I'll just text it to you. Okay. Aw. Do they get to say, like, last words or whatever? Yes, you guys get the first opportunity that anyone has asked you if you wish to speak. They say, now the... Companions of the deceased may have a moment for any short words. And I'm assuming there's only like three people here because nobody wants to show up probably. There's people who were there specifically to like lower the people, uh, the the cleric who's doing the last reading, your brother, because he's in charge of stuff and this is part of his duty. And Vec is there. Tsukin is going to go up to Condemned, and she's not saying this to anyone other than Condemned. Like, she's not making it a speech. You know, this isn't for other people. It's like when you walk up to, like, when, like an open house and you have a moment. So she takes out uh, the pouch with all the medals in it, and she kind of, like, holds it in her hand, and she kind of fiddles with it, she looks at it. And she looks up at Condemned, and I'm assuming that he's been appropriately, like, the, the grievous wounds have been covered. Yeah, anything that would have made him look bad, it's gone. She looks at him and she's like, I'm going to only take the good things you gave me with me. And I'm leaving behind everything else. And she places the pouch on his chest and puts his hand over it and says, next time, do better. And she takes a step back. 
period. Wow. <laughs> Maris? So Maris walks up and looks down and then turns to Sukunkana, really, because that's the only one who really kind of knew him. And they say, Condemned was a dick. He was very stubborn. But he did have some good in him. I think he's an example of why compassion for others is more important than the guilt or shame that we carry within ourselves. Compassion for others can make us better and it can help us heal. And I think that all of us need to take that while he's gone. And then I look down at him and I say, we both should have been better. The clergyman says a few words. Pretty generic, the normal thing you hear. Yeah, our God is an awesome God. He reigns <laughs> above and from above. Our God is an awesome God. <laughs> that song slaps so hard, and I can't explain it. I've talked about it once a week for the past two years. Anywho, then we burn his body and char it up or whatever. With that, one of the people who were there, they you can see the fire welling up in their chest, much like it does Tamaris as they shoot some of the flame from their body to light this pyre. Sukunkana says, Akin Kuku. And she throws her own fire in. I think Maris would follow suit. Yeah. Akin Kuku. And uh, you stand and you watch as Condemned's body burns. Fuck that guy. Just kidding. <laughs> Just kidding. I'll miss him every day. <laughs> he was the funniest one of us. <laughs> Um, after the fire burns down, Vec walks over to you, Maris, and he says, I, I know you're leaving. Um, and it's, it's, it's complicated, but you know, I don't, I don't think that you'll tell anybody cause you're going to be leaving, but you, you're okay. You guys did a lot of fucked up shit, but like. Your grandpa left because this was what it was doing to him, too. He was not the person that he should have been. And, you know, he took you away from this because, I don't know, something about the desert and gold just doesn't work. But, here, let me, hold on, just one second. Can I, before you go, can I just, can I just fix your armor? It doesn't fit you right. No, please. I would I would really love that. I've learned a lot since then because I made his armor a really long time ago. So you're going to there's going to be a big benefit for you, I think. So, give me just a short part of the afternoon, okay? Of course. Don't go anywhere. I'll I'll also make sure to put your insignia on it in the proper way. Not this weird way that it is now. I'll get it I'll get it nice and proper, okay? Thank you. Yeah, of course. Of course. Thank you for what you said. I think I really needed to hear that. It's complicated. Just don't go anywhere until you get this back, okay? Because you won't make it out there. For sure. Thank you. Okay. So you two are given a bit of time to get your stuff together, pack up whatever tent you had, all that kind of stuff. Uh, Sue and Connor, if there's anything you want to talk to Maris about, now's like a 
good time plan of action kind of thing. Well, I guess we're just heading home, hey, Maris? I think we better. I mean, we gotta go see her, see Grom do. Yeah. And Alexander. Alexander. We should check in on Alexander. We should. We should. We can we we can still talk to him, right? We can. I get out I get out the Rocky Talkies. <laughs> mm-hmm. okay. Niner Niner. And I just say, Hey, uh just checking in, how's it going, bud? Hello. <laughs> uh things are fine. Uh the lizards are safe. They are back with Stable Master Frederick. And Everything is going pretty, and it cuts off. <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> okay. Okay, well, it sounds like everything's okay. That's good to hear. <laughs> so far, so that's good. I mean, the better, the quicker we get home, I think, with more Omdu, probably the better, I guess. Yeah, quicker the better. Are you guys okay? Oh, yeah, we're, we're fine. That's good. Just, you know, sisterly rivalry, normal stuff, probably. Probably. I don't know. Probably. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I don't have, well, I, di- I didn't have any until now, but. Yeah. Uh, uh, That's fine. We're probably not. Who's a fuck anyway? <laughs> I know, but we were supposed to come and help and make connections and. Hey, who would trust a murder investigation to random strangers, huh? No one. That Right? That is kind of fucked up. Like, I didn't. No one does that. Why did he do that? It's because my, my scales are different or something. I don't know why. Exactly. And that, that's stupid. That's dumb. It is. People here are stupid. We should go. <laughs> We should set up a new democratic system. No, we have to stop changing these towns. <laughs> Where's Jewel? I think I think we just got to leave. We just got to leave this one alone. I know. It just sucks. I really thought that this place was going to- Fucked up that your grandpa only took you, hey? Yeah. Why well, didn't take both of you? It's weird. Do you think- me- Fucking all I can think of is ma- Meowth. Do you think- me- <laughs> Meowth. Do you think Merith is mad- that I, like, that I got to leave? If he is, it's on him. Are you mad that you left? No, this place is fucked up. I, you've seen, I'm- But were you? This place really got in my head. All I'm saying is that his feelings are his. And his fucked up, weird, scale-based supremacy is also fucked up. And that's also on him, and on this whole place. And I agree, but, like, I lied, and I killed again, and I don't- I don't want to be like that, and it felt too easy here. It felt really easy. Well, if you do it again, like, death pact, I'll kill you. Death pact? <laughs> yeah, you know, don't kill people like that again, or I'll get you. <laughs> okay, well, you don't kill. Yeah, I don't plan on it. Okay, well, next time you get really angry, I get to be sassy at you. Yeah, okay. Okay? Sounds good. We are fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> what are we going to do? I don't know. <laughs> oh, my God. I don't know. <laughs> Connie really kept us on the reins, huh? He really did. What the yeah, fuck? I don't know, man. <laughs> God, we got to be better. I got to be better. Yeah. I'll try to be better. Can you help me be better? I can try. I'm only, I'm only 17, so. I know, but you got that childhood innocence. Yeah. Look at the little sparkle in my eye. <laughs> Ding. No, you're right. I don't trust it. It's evil. <laughs> <laughs> There's evil in them their sparkles. <laughs> Look, let's just let's just get out of the desert first off. Maybe we'll find find some more plants on the way. That'll be fun. That, yeah. Yeah. I just I have to wait for my buddy Vec is my friend. Mm. He's uh doing my armor. Okay. And then I'm just gonna leave a note for my brother. 
I'm going to toss my, my crafting cube mm. on the ground. All right. Which we have now used since we got it. I forgot about it. Yeah. Do you remember what you're supposed to say? Craft. <laughs> nope. <laughs> <laughs> what a bad time to take a drink. <coughs> There's a special word? There was a code word. There was there was oh, code. Uh, maps. Nope. <laughs> Open. Nope. It's a sentence. I need to craft. Closer, it starts to sort of move. I I need to, need to make maps. You're so close. I gotta go. <laughs> Farther away. It's mapping time? It's mapping time. <laughs> I'm the map. I'm the map. I'm the map. It's crafting time. Like, it's morbid time, but... Nope. <laughs> oh, tick-tock, tick-tock. I think it's map o'clock. Yeah, I, I need the pens and papers in this cube. <laughs> I need help. <laughs> it's art attack. Art attack. Brian, what's the secret code? Brian. I want I want to make something. Oh. You just said that there was one already. Yeah. I want to make something. I want to make something. Oh, I thought you were making up a phrase and I was like, fuck off. <laughs> fuck off you're making a phrase right now. What the hell do you mean? I want to make something. Fuck all right, Maris, re- refresh your character sheet just so you can see what I put in there. Ooh, a mithril plate. So you don't get disadvantage on stealth anymore when you have your big armor. And it gives you one more AC. <gasps> your big girl armor. Thank you, Vec. Fuck yeah. And then when, when Vec gives, a, gives it to me, can I give him like a letter to give to my brother? Sure, yeah. He says, uh, just don't get yourself killed out there. Okay. Okay. Don't get yourself killed in here. <laughs> I'm not gold. And if you ever find yourself at my neck of the woods, come on by. And where is that? From here, we took a portal. Okay, I'll never see you again. It's really cold. Cold? Yeah. <laughs> Fuck that. And he reaches out for a forearm <laughs> clasp. Yes, I wanted to do the forearm clasp as well. All right, Grim. What's in uh, Sukunkana? What is what is what is her her crafting room look like? Well, how big is it? So this is a relatively sizable crafting station. It's I want to say like fifteen by fifteen or so, maybe more than that, like twenty by twenty square foot. Oh man, can I have a workshop familiar? Uh, sure. Do you want it to be a plant? Yes. <laughs> you just have like a living plant in there. Yeah. Aw. You could get a moss wall. <laughs> that's that's no don't. something. Do like a sunflower or something. <laughs> Do a sunflower or uh, something. Just like a like a chubby garlic bulb. Okay, I want a workshop familiar for sure. Okay. So you have like a potted plant that can move around. <laughs> don't I get to choose what it is? Well, I mean what kind of plant do you want it to be? Um like a cactus? No. Like a piranha plant? I want... No, let me pick. Venus flytrap. Venus flytrap. <laughs> let me choose. I want it to be a like a leshy, like a, like a Pathfinder-esque leshy. Do you want it to be a mint bush named Maha? No. I want it to be like, um, like a little strawberry plant. Oh, cute. All right. Yeah. And it has strawberries that I can eat on it. All right. And it is okay with that. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. And it says my familiar may act as an assistant during the preparation stage, granting you the benefit of assistance. Yes. And also, it's a friend. Mm-hmm. Let me find the word for strawberry. Akuku. That's the word for strawberry. So, Marilyn, what you need to look for is uh, 
techniques, and then it's uh, you can you can officially qualify for a tier two technique on top of your other one that you have. I don't remember what I already have. It should be on your character sheet in notes. All right. While Marilyn does this and figures out what she wants for her techniques, uh, what is it that you want to make? Um, I wanted to make a baby's first cartography kit for more do. That's so cute. That is cute. Because she kept, because she said she got lost last time, and I was like, "Well, I can well, fix you that." Stupid bitch! I will help you with that. <laughs> uh, yeah, sure. I'll call that a like a small project. So it's one stamina. I forgot what techniques I initially chose, so I'm picking new ones for my tier one. Because <laughs> I I didn't write them down. I don't know why, but I didn't. Yeah, I don't know. Not on your character sheet anywhere either. Yeah, I was looking. I was like, "Is it on here anywhere?" Nope. Guess I'll pick some new ones. <laughs> Okay, so basically she's going to be doing this while that guy is working on that thing. Yeah. First off, the thing that she wants to make is a instructional book on cartography for her friend. So it's a gift. Okay. Uh, basically, I want it to be like kind of like a like an 8 by 11 size paper that has like grids on the pages and also like notes on how to do cartography and how to do it without knowledge of the stars because... Uh, more Amdu wouldn't have that. Yeah. And Suka kind of did learn how to do cartography without it. It's just like she now has a very strong advantage in that field now. Uh, and the only one of its kind. <laughs> so that's that's the project. Okay. And I'm assuming she has all the reasonably necessary materials in the workshop. Yeah, I would say so. And so, so basically what she's using is that she has assistance from her workshop familiar whose name is a cuckoo, and they're a strawberry plant. Perfect. It's also a gift, so this is considered generosity. Okay, so that's 4d6 so far. Mm-hmm. Um, and she doesn't really have time to find any high-quality materials, so she's just going to use base-quality materials. Yep. And I think that's it. She only has generosity and assistance on this one. Yeah. Uh, this will be, I think, like a difficulty 2, so I think you just need to beat uh, 15. Okay, so 4d6 plus 7? Yes. Okay. A 4, a 1, a 5, and a 3. So one of them is um, creates a flaw. Um, but you do have finishing touches now, which means that you can re-roll a die and use the second roll. Oh, okay. I will do that. Ooh, I got a 6. A boon. Right on. Wahoo. Nice. I got a boon. I'm pretty sure you get to pick the boon. Yeah, I'm going to say the star charts on it i believe you said you wanted to have sort of a map of the stars well i didn't want it to no i didn't want it to have a map of the stars i wanted it to be made for someone who can't see the stars i wanted it to be like an educational how to make maps and how to follow them right okay i feel like the magical boon of it is that it sort of like breath of the wild naturally tracks where you've been when you start you well, like you can decide now is when i'm gonna start using it and then you can decide when it, the path stops so you can sort of see where you've already been and it will magically keep track of that for the person using it. Can I counter offer that? Sure. Um, how about, because like it's supposed to be an educational tool and that doesn't seem very like, that seems like it's just going to do it for her. Mm. I, what about when she writes a map, it'll help correct 
what she's doing while she's doing it. Sure, yeah, I like that too. Yeah, because I wanted it to. I want her to learn how to do it herself. Like that's the intention behind the gift. Like it's not just so she doesn't get lost. It's so that she learns how to do it by herself. So that if she doesn't have this book anymore, she can still do it. Okay. Yeah. So like, I prefer it if the book just gently corrected her if she's like m- doing math wrong or something mm-hmm. on her triangulations for re- making her map. Okay. Yeah, I like that too. That's good. Okay. So you spend the amount of time that Maris's armor is being made doing this. Maris, were you gonna make anything, or were you just figuring out your stuff? No, I wanna, I wanna make something too. You feel inspired by seeing Sukukana get out her little workshop and seeing her play with her little strawberry plant. And I do feel like it'll be like a nice, like calming thing to do together, but separate. You know, like we're gonna body double, but like do that kind of cute thing. Yeah, and you can always ask Sukunkana for help while she's working if you need it. Of course. So I had two ideas, but I think I'm going to go with my first idea. Because one of them was I was thinking of making a cologne for my brother to make him more charismatic and more confident so that he can like run this town. But on second thought, I thought, fuck that guy. <laughs> I would love to, if I can, and it's not alchemy based, but it is living arts and whatever thing that I have based. Make I want to make a magnifying glass for Grimm so that she can get a better look at her little plants because I want to like heat up the sand so I can make glass Ooh. and then somehow like kind of do the curvature. I know that it's like super, I know that it's like kind of out of my realm because it's not alchemy because it's not like mixing shit, but it is like fire and sand, <laughs> which I mean. <laughs> I will say that build like making a tool for which you can do more alchemy, I feel like that will count that as like sort of an alchemy based thing i do remember in the book it's like you can make things out of your jurisdiction it'll just be a higher challenge rating yeah so i was gonna say that it's like a like a challenge rating three yeah because i wanted to use the dazzle fly prerequisite is crystals or living arts so whether you make gemstones fly lures cupcakes or eyeshadow palettes you never fail the sparkle as an action whenever you use an item of your creation for an ability check or as a reaction whenever someone else is using your creation within 30 feet of you the item catches the light and begins to dazzle. Okay. While adding like shit to the thing. So I was thinking if I give it to Grimm, she could either get like, if I can do it good, then she gets like okay on like investigation or perception mm. when she wants to like look at stuff through it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I'll say that it's also like, like I, I Googled how hot temperature has to be to turn sand into glass. It's like crazy. Sukun kind of would help with her fire. <laughs> but I'll say because it's like alchemy, it's like a magic thing that it'll be... Like, magically, you can turn sand into glass. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that'll be a difficulty three, which means you'll get, um, you'll need to get a 20 on the die. Do you want to ask for help from Sukunkana? Can I? Yeah, because you, you get bonuses from asking for help. You get bonuses from being generous. Or you could ask the, you could ask the, the armor guy for help, too. Or see if he has, like, an actual forge that you could heat the stuff in. What's your sister doing? Because do, does she, she can shoot fire. I saw her shoot fire like a motherfucker. She's not doing anything. Can I get her help? Yeah, she's. She says, um, "What are you, what are you guys doing?" It's a secret. Don't come in here. Okay. I'm gonna go. Okay, then I leave and go talk to her. <laughs> 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 no boys allowed. I'm going to. I want to make something for Sukunkana just to help her out with her plant things. Um, would you be able to help me just heat up some sand to like make it? shiny and see-through yeah please she'll really like it if we can make this work it'll it'll be really really cool i promise 
I'm gonna go with yes, and I don't know what we what we're doing, but I can I can do that at least. So you got the generosity one, you got the help one, and I'm assuming we get like okay sand that's not gonna turn into black crystal. Yeah, just like Grim, you have four d6 plus uh, wisdom also, and tool proficiency with your alchemy tools. So you're looking for a twenty. Yeah, that is a three. A six, which is nine, plus a six, which is 15, plus a three. Okay, so that's 18 plus your wisdom and your tool proficiency. I don't know what your wisdom is. Uh, my wisdom <laughs> is zero. So plus three, so that puts you over to 21 points, so that's enough. Yes! Since you got two sixes, mm-hmm. that means that you get a... Big ass boon. Fuck yeah. It's because we had the sister's love in it too. <laughs> That's it. The secret ingredient. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that if you get two sixes, then you get like, it's like it's a really dope thing. Yeah, it would be a substantial boon with two. Oh shit. Do you have a suggestion for a substantial boon? I don't even know what that means. I think that maybe it would be plus two. Advantage on investigation checks. Hell yeah. There you go, Grimmy. Ooh, we got a little we got a little Harriet the Harriet the <laughs> fucking spy. <laughs> the sook. <laughs> okay, I'll add that to my inventory. What do you want to call it? The look seer. <laughs> yeah, the cl- the closer upper. <laughs> okay, so let's meet up and exchange gifts. <laughs> Will this be before or after you get your armor back? After, I guess? I'm going to say after. Then you can be like, oh, nice, dope armor. Yeah, okay. Uh, Sukin kind of leaves, and she says, guys, guys, come see, come see, come look, come come here. What? 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 Come here. What? Look at this. Right. She holds up um, Akuku, her strawberry familiar. Says, look at this. Um, oh. They're my new friend. They wave and wiggle because they're alive. Holy shit. Yeah, they help me craft stuff. Your sister looks like she's going to burn it down. <laughs> Akuku did all the stitches, didn't you? Akuku nods. <gasps> A cuckoo? Yeah, a cuckoo. I love them. And also, she pulls off a strawberry, and she's like, is that okay, honey? Yeah, okay. And then she gives <laughs> it to Marison, and then she gives another one to Moramdu. And she says, eat this. Eat it. It's really good. Eat it. Okay. That thing's alive, right? No, don't, it's not, don't worry about it. The reaction that Maris has, I need you to understand, is like five stages of like excitement, and then kind of like, oh, like what is this? To being like, Oh my god. Oh like the like the opposite of the five stages of grief. <laughs> exactly. And then being like, "Oh, this is good." And then being like, "Oh, this is like good." <laughs> to being like, "I would die for this." <laughs> what is this? I think I can grow strawberry plants from from a cuckoo. So we don't have to get it from them. We can just like grow more. But like they won't be sentient. Where in the world? What? Yeah. I, I don't. This is Did you eat it? Yeah, I it Isn't it good? It's amazing, but where where are we gonna keep this in in the at back home? We can make a house for it here. No, they live in the the thing. I can just unsummon them. Okay. Um. They wiggle. Nice armor you got there, Maris. Looking hot. <laughs> Looking sexy. Nice. I know Dang. the concept. I understand what sexy is, and you are it. Thank you. Mm-hmm. The guy used to make my grandfather's armor, so he fixed mine up, and it. It feels good. It fits. It's snug. It fits super nice. Nice. She she bumps it with her quarterstaff. Seems strong. Thank you. It's nice. I'm excited. It looks pretty good. I like him. I told him to visit us, but he doesn't know how to get to us, which is fair, because I don't really know how we got to him. 
still. I, I don't I don't know. I, I know that you guys are excited and, and stuff, but we uh we're kind of causing a scene consider we're just like in the middle I'm we're not in the middle of town. I would have set up outside of town. Well how was anybody supposed to know that if you didn't say it? Why would you why would anybody know we're set up in the middle of town, huh? <laughs> no, we're not set up in the middle of the town. So you're outside of town. Yeah, just like on the outskirts, you know, like where our tent was. Okay. Um, again, I'm super, it's always super confusing when you guys are um, this happy. It's a lot. It's just, a, sorry, it's just a lot. Like, I'm not really. Don't like, tell me how to role play. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm not really outside of last night yet. I'm sorry if I'm kind of a downer, but I just haven't processed it all yet. I process things when I'm on night watch. I don't know about y'all. Okay. Um, uh, what did you guys uh, make? Oh, uh, Sukunkana, with your help, or with, uh, with Murum Du's help, yeah. we made you this. Uh, it's a, it's a closer upper. Ooh. So you can see things close up. Uh, she, she holds it up, and then she holds it up to your eyeball, and then you just have two magnified eyeballs staring at each other. Oh, I meant, like, with your, uh, how did you say the, the little red thing? A cuckoo? Yeah, you can like look at like a cuckoo or like other things like better. Yeah, she holds it up to a strawberry that's not quite ripe yet. Oh, look at that. Yeah, it's lots of little tiny seeds and stuff and it's a little mm. fuzzy. Yeah. You can see the color gradient. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, this is super cool. I love it. Oh, thank you. No problem. I thought you might like it. I thought it would be helpful. Thanks. More I'm doing, I made you something. For me? Yeah, I made something for you. Oh, I just assumed you two were making stuff for... Oh, okay. No, and she holds out the cartography lesson book. Oh, this is... Because you said you kept getting lost. Did nobody teach you cartography? It wasn't really time. Um, But I... This is... I really appreciate this. Um, And she starts to choke up a bit as uh, she says, uh, thank thank you. Um, It's self-correcting, so it'll help you do math and stuff. Oh, good. I'm not good at math. That's okay. It'll help. Oh, math sucks. You're so right. Oh, math sucks. Sukunkan is good at math. That's how I I live outside of the reality. I I play as a character that's good at math. All right. We uh, we should go, right? Mm -hmm. We should go. Yes. Okay. Thanks for coming to get me. It It didn't work out great, but thanks anyway. Of course. Let's go home to Kama. Fuck this town. Fuck this town. <laughs> and as you guys leave town, it slowly disappears into the distance behind you. Just, you know, for the sake of brevity, you walk across the desert for a few days, you know? And not a whole lot happens. Far off in the distance ahead of you, you can see like a small structure of some sort. Sort of, looks like it's made of stone. Maybe maybe like the crypt or whatever that you used to see before? Mm-hmm. It's the first sort of like structure that you've seen in a long time. And then uh, as you sort of peer and look at it, uh, there's like a large sort of... It's like the major shield behind it, but it's like yellow or brown or something. The rushing winds start to fill your ears, and you can feel it from behind you as well. There seems to be a something that... Is it chasing you? Is it following you? Is it surrounding you? Like a like a roaring stampede, you realize the sand is being picked up by the wind and tussled about, and you are about to be caught in some sort of storm of sand. And the solace that you see is a small piece of stone structure that you may be able to hide in. Okay. 
Uh, Sukunkana is going to cast Mold Earth in front of them as they run to make sure the ground is nice and steady so they don't slip around in the sand. Love that. That's a good call. Uh, and just going to, like, just book it towards this structure. <laughs> what's, what's going on? Run. What's run. Just run. run. Uh, Come on. Uh, run. Just, just starts running. <laughs> uh, and then we're going to call it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Also, you guys level up, by the way. Woo. Nice. What a wild session. <laughs> Fuck's sakes. <laughs> I, did, I wasn't actually mad at you, Marilyn, and I didn't actually yell at you. I don't know. I think we're in a fight. <laughs> D&D Aftercare, I'm not actually mad at you, and I still like you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you everyone for listening to episode 21 of Tales of Bone and Ice, starring Grimhilda as Sukunkana, Marilyn as Maris Terraset, Kander as Condemned, and myself, Brian Sherwood, as the DM. Music and editing done by Chelsea Love, with additional editing done by Brian Sherwood. You've been patient with us, and wasn't it worth the wait? If you're unaware, we've also launched our Patreon on the first of this month. Over there, you can get glimpses into original notes I had for the campaign, works in progress from our artists, uncut but censored for privacy purposes, versions of our episodes, and many more things to come. It's a single tier, $5 US per month, and our first Patreon stretch goal is to get Marilyn a new microphone. Also, as a little bonus on top of subscribing and getting everything you get over at our Patreon, we're also going to be shouting out people who decide to pledge their undying loyalty to our wonderful podcast. <laughs> so thanks to Alice Kemker, Vec the Goblin, Bato of the Water Tribe, Gorecki, the Dying Dragian, and Ethan Stewart. Thanks again for listening, and remember, if a crime comes with a fee... That was a crime invented to hurt people without money. Eat the rich. So it was cool having you in the call. Um, yeah, it was a lot of fun. I'm glad you squared away an entire afternoon for this, <laughs> entire evening for this. <laughs> and I remember very specifically, I have to, I have to rub this directly in your face that you called me out at the very end of the last episode that I wouldn't kill you in the first five minutes. Of the show. Brian, why do you think I've spent the past four months trolling you so hard? <laughs> <laughs> ooh, ooh, reverse pseudo card. <laughs> All right, yeah. Honestly, honestly, the only thing I'm annoyed about is like, as you said that, I'm like, oh, I should have texted Brian before and been like, okay, what if, what if we just acted like I was just done with the show and we didn't tell Grim or Mars? Oh, what if he just had a tantrum? He just and quit. Just fucking left. No, no. What if, like, instead of being like, "Oh, we'll have you back in a couple of sessions," what if you're like, "Okay, well, it's been great." I'm like, "Okay, great." We just like peacefully like resolve and then end. You get like kicked out of the Discord, and then I just go to the other two. Yeah. Like, so we're looking for auditions. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. But in all seriousness, uh, it was a lot of fun playing Condemned. Um, sad that I don't get to stick around with you guys i'm excited i was gonna say i'm excited to wait until it releases but i'm just gonna crib the discord call like the fucking goblin i am after this <laughs> but um yeah best of luck guys uh i'll see you when i see you i'll see you with my next character because i'm also going to die without you <laughs> <laughs> we'll see who's gonna carry all your stuff oh, who's gonna carry all our stuff oh fuck. god maris <laughs> Good luck. it's your time to carry all our stuff i'm sorry to say <laughs> Oh, now I'm the biggest one. Yeah. Now I'm the biggest one. Mm. <laughs> mm, the duality of Mars. <laughs> <laughs>